We are officially living in the upside down world. When I was a kid, the Republicans were the party of small government and big corporations. The party that took the side of rich uncle penny bags against the little guy. The party of deregulation, the party, most of all, of tax cuts. The Democrats, on the other hand, were the party of big government, the party of soaking the rich, the party that assailed big corporations. And yet today, that script has totally flipped. Just yesterday in Florida, Republicans passed a bill, which will be signed into law today or tomorrow, that takes power away from Disney, probably the most powerful corporation in the entire state of Florida. A bill that will raise taxes on that corporation and re-regulate, not deregulate, re-regulate its relationship with the state of Florida, all because Disney opposes a law that Republicans passed that prohibits teachers from preaching transgenderism in kindergarten classrooms. That's another big change. When I was a kid, Democrats were the party that fought the big cultural battles and won them. Republicans were the losers who rolled over. Today, it's the Republicans going on the offensive, waging a battle to retake cultural ground, getting punched by Disney, and then punching back twice as hard. And today, it's not only the Democrats, but even the operatives for open socialists who are taking the side of the big corporations. Even Bernie Sanders' former press secretary is shilling for a $200 billion corporation. I know bashing corporations is popular left and right these days. I'd be careful going. Oh, my money Disney. is on the Disney lobbyists, honey. Would, would you, would you my money is Disney? on the Disney lobbyists. Do you think those those state legislatures yeah. down in Florida are going to bend to the will of the governor? Did you see no. what Jared Polis said? He'd love a Rocky Mountain Disney. <laughs> I, yeah. um, but by the way, the Florida legislature, the, the state Senate just passed this bill to strip Disney of its special access. I'm betting on the big corporations, honey. So much for socialism. So much for the little guy. The left is putting their money on big business against the self-rule of the American people. It's a cynical bet. It's an immoral bet. And best of all, and we're seeing this more and more each day, it's looking like a losing bet for Democrats. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment yesterday is from Trash Discourse who says, if they make a gay fight club, they will automatically break the first rule of fight club. Otherwise, Florida wins. So true. So true. It's going to be very difficult to do that sort of reboot. I don't want to just get too lost in my own head here. I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole of the realignment that we've heard so much about in recent years that the, the Republicans are, are the party of the people now and Democrats have become the party of the rich. I don't want to just be in my own echo chamber, which so often we are. So I have brought on one of the most aggressive, one of the most progressive people that I know, coincidentally, the host of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. You've seen him on lots of television stations, Fox News in particular, and uh, all sorts of places. Chris Hahn. Chris, first, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, how you been, man? You're looking thin. 
Smith. Well, thank you very much. I, I've really tried to style myself a, um, what's the word? Thin, uh, skinny. I don't know. I've tried to style myself a sort of skinny. That's just me being jealous, man. That's just me being jealous, man. I, I wish I had your hair. I wish I was as thin as you. Stop it. You're going to make me blush. I, I need a reality check. Or maybe not. Maybe you agree with my take on this. Are the... Are the party, you know, we hear so much in the 1960s that the parties switched and Republicans usually argue against this. Are the parties switching now? Are the Republicans speaking more toward regular, ordinary, mainstream blue collar issues? And are the Democrats shilling for the corporations? Um, no, I think, uh, you know, even if this, you look at this bill that they just passed in Florida, it gives them a year to kind of work out the details. And I have a mm -hmm. feeling in that year uh, Ron DeSantis will be off in Iowa running for governor and the people in Florida are going to say, yeah, no, we don't want to piss off the biggest employer in the state of Florida. Hmm. Uh, how can we work this out? They also don't want to take on Disney's debt, which they would have to do if they reintegrate Disney into that surrounding area. There's some other bonding issues. It's not just the, you know, uh, zoning and other things they talk about in this bill. There's some bonding issues that assumingly the people of the state of Florida would have to take on if this bill hmm. actually goes into effect which will be a year from now based on what's actually in the legislation. So, yeah, no, I, I don't think that that will actually happen. And when I hear people like Simone Sanders talking about, um, you know, uh, I'm betting on the corporation, she's right, because they're going to get their way here, as mm -hmm. they almost always do, especially in that state with that particular corporation. And quite frankly, I don't want anything to, to threaten uh, my ability to enjoy the Ben Kenobi series that will be coming out very shortly on Disney Plus. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, so, uh, you know, let's hope I don't have to pay an extra dollar a month for that because of <laughs> Ron DeSantis's attacks on Disney. Um, so, you know, I, I think ultimately that will happen. As for the don't say gay bill, uh, as an aggressive progressive, I am happy to see that Democrats have adopted a tactic that Republicans have long used. Hmm. Take an early draft of the law and then paint the entire law and everybody who supports it as that. For example, yeah. uh, the Green New Deal. Uh, they, you know, the Republicans found, got a hold of a brainstorming memo from some staffers about maybe banning meat. And that was what the Green, I think you and I were debating it at one point. That was what the Green New Deal became in the eyes of most Americans. But, but you Chris, you've got to at least Green grant. New Deal now. You've got to at least grant. Republicans went after the Green New Deal. That Maybe they went after an early draft. Maybe they've changed their mind. The Democrats have changed their mind about some parts of it. But, but it was always called the Green New Deal. It was to bring back this idea of FDR's major overhaul yeah. of the economy. Whereas in Florida, whatever you think of the parental rights and education bill, it doesn't ban the use of the it's, word gay. It's, it's great that the Democrats have adopted this tactic and branded the bill, don't say gay. You say it's politically great. Hold on, hold on. Acknowledge the skill there. Yeah, right? no, I It hasn't been, the Democrats, it's not, has been, not been their strong point, or at least people other than me. It has not been the strong point of the National Party to take something and say, remember when they said that you weren't even gonna let them say this in class? And right. they branded the bill that, and now they painted it with a brush. It's gonna be very hard, you know, not this year. Look, this is a good year for Republicans. Um, if this was if this was two years from now, I don't know that Ron DeSantis would be tacking this hard right. He only won by half a percentage point four years ago. But it's a great year for to be a Republican. He's got a hundred million dollars in the bank. The Democrats have a messy primary going on down there. Probably going to uh, you know have Charlie Crist as their uh, as their nominee, and I don't know where that goes. Okay. Uh, so so given I the environment, he's in. He's you know he's using it to his advantage. So you're saying that, uh, this is an interesting point that I actually haven't heard a lot of people say. You're saying that on the, the 
Di- the first bill that we're talking about, the, the Disney uh, take away their self-governance bill that's going to raise their taxes. You're saying it's actually kind of cynical. I don't think it's really going to go into effect. It's just a way to get a lot of headlines, but ultimately yeah. Disney's going to win. Okay, so- but, uh, let- You never could go wrong by calling a political uh, attack cynical. It's completely cynical, and that's why it's not taking effect tomorrow. But then, okay, so let's say, let's say I even <laughs> grant you the premise. Then- right. Then on the point of the don't say gay bill, let's say I even grant your premise that, okay, it's not a totally honest slogan to use for the bill, but it's a good tactic and it's going to be effective. But then what do you make of this, Chris? 60% of Americans broadly support the parental rights and education bill. The majority, uh, not only of Florida Republicans, but of Florida Democrats support the parental rights and education bill. So don't you you have to say- But but, but 70% of Americans oppose the don't say gay bill. Remember Frank Luntz? I mean, this is the kind of thing that people, you know, yeah, you call it the parental rights and education bill, people are going to support it. You call it the don't say gay bill, politically it's toxic. But I, I guess you're, you're, so I grant you that point on the, on the names, but when there, there have been polls, actually we conducted one of the polls, that when you take away all the names, you don't even name the bill, you just focus on the text of the bill, people <laughs> oh. support the provisions. Absolutely. Just like the Affordable Care Act, when you call it, you, you know, people support almost everything in it. Unless you call it Obamacare, but, and then they don't. But the Affordable <laughs> Care Act won. Ultimately, it did win. So I, I, I guess sure what I'm did. just asking is, isn't this isn't opposition to this bill, even if the Democrats have been smart about the sloganeering or whatever, isn't it ultimately a loser for Democrats no, to be on the I, side I, of, of teaching transgenderism in the classroom and on the side it, of a so big corporation? That is, that is not what's happening here. What's happening in this bill, even now, even in the bill that passed, it makes it illegal for a kid to talk about their weekend with their two parents that might be of the same gender. Well, it, it, only, pro- it only prohibits teachers from saying things Well, in the how would the teacher then react when one of the kids in the class say, what does it mean that he has two mommies? I mean, you say, go it's, ask it's, your parents. Well, Mike, let's be clear. Um, the arc, it, this is, you're not gonna win the argument long-term attacking uh, same-sex couples attacking homosexuals. It's not going to happen. But do you this think is, you're going to win the argument? over in America. This, this battle has been won. And while there might be a moment right now based on the political environment for him to attack further the right, to bolster his base so that he might do well in Iowa, I mean, it, it's so cynical. It's so bad. Then He's let me okay. Then let, people who he shouldn't be attacking. Let me put the question another way. You you've advised Democrat candidates. You're obvious. Your head is in this all the time. So you're sitting there with Democrat presidential candidates. This issue is going to come up. The issue of Disney pushing woke sexual ideologies, and specifically the issue of teachers in kindergarten oh, through on, third grade classes. This is the thing. We keep he keeps going at. It. He's calling it woke ideology. Disney supported their gay employees, and there are many of them who were offended by this bill. Sure. And sure. as a result, as a result, Ron DeSantis is attacking Disney, but will ultimately sure. cost the people of Florida money because but, now they're no, going to have to police Disney. They're going to have to assume their bond debt. I'll go, I'll go with all of that. Of, I'll go all with all of that. a parade of horribles. But which, I've only, by I, the way, I'm telling you right now, I'll put money on this, invite me back this time next year. This bill will never go into a Well, okay. The, uh, way, listen, the way they're you, intended you might to be, do You it. might be right. 
Before I let yeah. you go, we're, we're over as usual, but it's, I know, but I need, to, yeah. I need it's to, I need to ask. We haven't, last time I saw you, I was in Tennessee. <laughs> I was getting hot chicken. We were debating with a, a national legend. I uh, know. We, <laughs> somehow we ended up in a three-person debate. You the, were quoting articles that came out before your mother was born. As <laughs> when I was a glint in my father's eye. I remember it. But I have to, I have to ask you this question. So let's say I grant everything you're saying about the bill. It's not going to go into effect. Right. It's this, that, and the other thing. If you're advising a Democrat candidate today, do you Democratic, tell them Democratic candidate? You went to Yale. Use proper English, please. If you are advising <laughs> one of those crazy left maniac Yale and why you didn't use the yes and method do, to kind of rebut that question, but maybe we'll do that another time. Do if you're advising one of these candidates, do you tell them lean into the Florida education bill, defend kindergarten teachers talking about this stuff? Or do you tell them this This is this year, the year of our Lord, 2022, do you tell them lay off the bill? It's a political loser I for say, Dems. call it the don't gay, say gay bill. And lean into it? that scores well and lean into it. Don't let them call it the Parental Rights and Education okay. Act or whatever. You know, like, because that is a different look. Again, language matters. Frank Luntz is a genius. He's an evil genius, but he's a genius in the way he, you know, the death tax Oh my God, the death tax, they're gonna tax me. I made $100,000 in my lifetime and they're gonna take it away from my kids. No, it was about people making over $10 million a year, getting a gradual increase. And he called well, it the death Chris, tax. With, with, with the Biden inflation, pretty soon your 100 grand is gonna be on paper, $10 million. Right. So we'll have Just to like deal with it. That. Like all right, I gotta let you go. Inflation, it's like, it's language <laughs> matter. It, all right. Don't say gay as a winner for them. So we, you've made several predictions here. I, we are gonna have you back many times. We're gonna figure out, you, look, you might be right. I don't know. We're keeping an open mind. Uh, Chris, where can people find you? Uh, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram, although nobody cares about me on Instagram. I'm another old white I follow guy. all that. I'm got, always looking for I, your story updates. Uh, I have I have lots of pictures of my dogs on Instagram and ChristopherHahn.com. <laughs> all right, go find uh, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on. Anytime, Mike. Thanks for having me. All right. Now, folks, when you want to keep your blood pressure down, when you want to protect your life, I know sometimes you get into political arguments, you feel like you're you're on the verge of losing it. Well, when you want to protect your life, I would strongly recommend you check out Fabric. Right now, go to meetfabric.com slash Knowles. If you're a parent, you know that kids are amazing and the highlight of your day and extremely expensive. With Fabric, protecting your family with term life insurance is shockingly affordable. Fabric was built specifically for parents to help you manage your family's financial future. Like a parenting pro, totally stress-free, Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers. With great policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Everything is on your schedule with Fabric because it's all online, less than 10 minutes to apply. You could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. They make it as easy as possible. Do the responsible thing. You love your kids. You want to make sure that your kids are protected, that in, in the event of something, the craziness that happens in life, do it. You're going to sleep better. It, it's the right thing to do. Protect your family with term life insurance now. In just 10 minutes, apply today at meetfabric.com slash Knowles. That's meetfabric.com slash Knowles, M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash Knowles. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantage Life, not available in New York and Montana. Price is subject to underwriting and health questions. So I, I have to say I, I disagree with Chris's strategy here. I think we basically agree on the substance of the bill, right? He's, he, Chris is admitting to me that, yeah, okay, the bill doesn't really do all these terrible things Democrats are saying. It doesn't really ban the use of the word gay, but this is a good political strategy, so Democrats should follow it. I don't think the numbers back that up. I don't think the poll numbers back that up. I don't, that's not what 
That's not what I'm seeing here. And we're going to, we'll get an answer in the 2022 midterms. The one thing I'm sure of though, I think Chris underscores this point, is that Democrats consider this issue of talking about sexual issues and specifically talking about sexual issues with little kids, the Democrats consider that sacred. Jen Psaki, just the other day, was, was at literally crying over the prospect of not transing the kids. The political games and harsh and cruel uh, attempts at laws or laws that we're seeing in some states like Florida, that is not a reflection of the country moving to oppose LGBTQ plus communities. That is not what we see in data. That is not factual. Uh, and that is not where things stand. This is a political wedge issue and an attempt to win a culture war. And they're doing that in a way that is harsh and cruel uh, to a community of kids, especially. I'm, I'm like going to get, emo- uh, get emotional about this issue because I just, it's horrible. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's like kids who are bullied and they, they've been like all these leaders are, are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states and it is going after parents who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's completely outrageous, um, but it is, it is a wedge issue. Sorry, I, I'm this, this is an issue that makes me completely crazy. Um, but it is an issue that um, is a political wedge issue. It is not a reflection of where the country is. This is an issue that makes me completely crazy is the truest statement that Jen Psaki has ever said. Obviously, she's crazy. The woman is crying over the prospect of not transgendering little kids. This is a sacred issue to the libs. Sometimes when when we talk about this, the libs will accuse us of wearing tinfoil hats and being conspiracy theorists, but it's not the case. The libs have been weirdly obsessed with sexualizing kids for at least a hundred years now. Going back to Wilhelm Reich, going back to leftist intellectuals and theorists who have suggested that we we need to acculturate kids in, into sexuality in a different way. And at an earlier stage, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, who was almost the Democrat nominee twice, Bernie Sanders wrote weird essays in the 1960s about how we need to sexualize kids and allow kids to explore their sexuality. And now you've got Democrats waging a national fight over the so-called sacred right of a five-year-old to be indoctrinated into weird, creepy sex stuff. This is why we call them groomers, okay? Because they are obsessed with this issue. It's the most important one to them. They care about race. They care about class, or at least they used to. I actually don't think they care about it as much anymore. They care about sex, but sex is the issue. There was an article in the uh, San Francisco Standard. San Francisco Standard is, is writing about a tent city of homeless people outside of the civic center in San Francisco, but they're removing the tent city. The liberal officials in San Francisco are removing this, the tent city. Why is that? Well, they're doing it. Here, I'll just read from the article. City officials are demobilizing a city-sanctioned tent village at Civic Center in preparation for the comeback of Pride festivities in June. So the reason they have the tent city in the first place is because they say these poor people, these poor people who are in such terrible circumstances, we need to do everything we can to help them, give them public land, give them public resources, 
don't we let them do drugs, let them do whatever they want. They can do drugs here. We'll give them needles. We'll do what, whatever they want. Unless a bunch of gay guys want to dance around the street. And then, sorry, see you guys, sayonara. We're going to take away your tents. We're going to take away your needles. And we're going to tell you to scram. When, when those two sacred issues for the left come into conflict, the poor people, the drug addicts, on one hand, and then the, the sexual people on the other, the sexual revolutionaries, the sexual revolutionaries are going to win. And it's a smart bet for the libs. It's a smart bet because sexuality, I've said it a thousand times on this show, sexuality is so important to human nature that if you can get a handle on that, if you can redefine sexuality, if you can shape sexuality, which the libs have a point here, does begin from a young age. So if you can start to shape that and mold that, you have a much better chance of creating young revolutionaries. This is why the libs are so upset about the bill in Florida. This is why the libs are taking the side of a $200 billion corporation called Disney right now. This is why the libs are doxing a private citizen who runs an anonymous Twitter account called Libs of TikTok. Previously anonymous, now we know who she is because the Washington Post spent big resources to find out who she is and to dox her, they're doing it because it threatens a central part of their agenda. That's one of the downsides of living in modernity. But there are upsides, which is why you should get upside. Download the free Get Upside app right now. Use promo code Knowles. You will get 25 cents per gallon or more off your first fill up. What Get Upside does is gives you cash back, specifically at the gas tank, which is really, really important because gas is through the roof right now and hitting record highs, but elsewhere too. You could get 30% cash back at grocery stores. You could get cash back at restaurants, at food delivery. It's a wonderful app, especially in these really tough economic times. Go do it today. Otherwise, you're throwing money out the window. How do you do it? What's the catch? There's no catch. There's no catch, only cash back. You download the free GetUpside app, you use promo code Knowles, and then you cash out. You can, you can cash out to your bank account, to PayPal, to Amazon gift cards, how, however you want to do it. It's really, really simple. Download that app today. Get Upside. Use promo code Knowles. Get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Use that promo code Knowles. K-N-O-W-L-E-S. What is that code? Just like Beyonce. K-N-O-W-L-E-S. They're still going after libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok, a very simple account. All the account does is goes onto TikTok, finds public videos of the libs saying and doing weird stuff, and then reposts it to Twitter. The reason they do this is because young people are on TikTok, older people are on Twitter, kids are on TikTok, parents are on Twitter. And so parents have no idea what their kids are seeing all the time. TikTok is a much more addictive social media platform than Twitter is, for instance. The average use time of Twitter per day is between three and six minutes. It might even be lower than that. The average user time spent on TikTok per day is 52 minutes, so it's not even close. And Libs of TikTok provides this simple service and says, here's the kind of stuff that you are seeing. And, and they've expanded a little bit too. So Libs of TikTok would go in and find videos from other fora, from uh, lessons, from the classroom, to show, to show you what kids are actually being taught in these schools. To just give you a little taste of the kind of work Libs of TikTok is doing, you saw it on the show probably a year ago, they went out, and this woman went out and found a professor at Old Dominion University who was normalizing pedophilia. I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, 
because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups, like Before You Act, um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Uh, a lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Uh, and that isn't true, and it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions toward minors. Um, I've definitely heard the idea that you brought up, though, that the use of the term minor-attracted person suggests that it's okay to be attracted to children. Uh, but using a term that communicates who someone is attracted to uh, doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction. This is the kind of stuff that the Washington Post doesn't want you to see. This is why the libs are trying to shut up libs of TikTok, this Twitter account, because they know that this stuff is not going to play in Peoria. This is why the libs are very upset about the bill in Florida is because generally speaking, parents have no idea what's being taught in the classroom. It's happening behind their backs and they want this to occur for their agenda, but they don't want people to see anything about it. It is very telling that when the right, that when the left attacks the right, the left tries to censor us and tries to intimidate us and puts words in our mouth that we never said. And when the right attacks the left, we just play their own words verbatim. That tells you a whole lot about the political battle in the country. Now, the political operative working for the Washington Post who, who doxed libs of TikTok, this gal, Taylor Lorenz, she is trying to make herself into the victim here. She goes out, she reveals this anonymous woman's name, occupation, religion, for some reason, hyperlinks to her physical address. Then the Washington Post deleted that secretly and, and didn't, didn't uh, uh, issue a correction. So they just tried to sweep it under the rug. Then when they were called out on it, they just, just defended it. This woman now is playing the victim. This woman says, quote, the amount of insane stuff that's happened over the past 24 hours has been unbelievable. It's eye-opening to see how sophisticated and vicious these coordinated attacks have become. I'm grateful to work at a company that takes these issues seriously and is supportive. I'm doing great. Of course she's doing great. She's an extraordinarily protected member of one of the most elite institutions in the country. She's, she's talking about sophisticated and vicious and coordinated attacks because people on Twitter are criticizing her. Meanwhile, she has been working with the second richest man in the world at one of the oldest platforms in America to target a private citizen for no journalistic reason other than to shut this woman up, to intimidate her, to tell people, hey, here's her physical address. Sure would be a shame if something happened to her because she's exposing what the libs actually believe. And amid all of this, the smart Democrat political consultants are trying to flip the narrative. James Carville, he's the guy who talks like a cartoon character from New Orleans. Uh, James Carville comes out on television, on MSNBC, and tries to make the argument that the GOP is just weird. Do you think McConnell is right about the risk, and how should Democrats approach it, James? Well, old Moscow Mitch is up to his usual tricks. You know, he, he had a, quite a few dealings with the Russians, and of course his party, about a third of them, are pulling for Russia. Uh, Yes, he, he wants people that will be compliant to, to, to his worldview, uh, which is tax cuts for the richest people in the world and, ta and tax poor people, which is, I, I don't think it's a very smart idea. But the problem is they are a weird political party. They need to be branded as such. These 26 QAnon people, all right, that's not, that, that's not necessarily the extreme. I mean, these are people that talk about testicle tanning. These are people that, like, go to Hungary 
for conferences. These are not normal. By and large, a large part of the Republican Party is just out and out weird. James Carville made three claims here, and they're all false. They're all lies. The first one is that the Republicans are colluding with the Russians, right? That's what Moscow Mitch is about. And that's not true. One, the liberals in this country colluded with the Russians for most of the 20th century with the Soviet Union and chilled for the Soviet Union and never apologized for it even once. But, but even beyond that, Joe Biden took the sanctions off of Russia, gave Russia its pipeline, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which was the invitation to go invade Ukraine. Joe Biden literally invited Vladimir Putin to invade Ukraine. He said, if it's just a minor incursion, that Biden wouldn't do anything about it. Vladimir Zelensky, the leader of Ukraine, is actually saying that the reason that Russia invaded Ukraine is because of the lifting of those sanctions. So that part is insane. That part is the opposite of what is true. Then James Carville says, the Republicans, they don't want a Republican, they are just shilling for the big corporation, give a tax cut to the big corporations. That's not true. The Florida Republicans just voted to raise taxes on the biggest corporation in their state, one of the biggest, most powerful corporations there, the Disney company. And the libs are really furious about that. Simone Sanders is whining and crying and saying, no, no, please, my money is on the big corporations. So that second part is not not true either. And then the third part, the GOP is just plain weird. The Democrats are launching a national campaign to trans little kids, to pump little kids full of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones and chop off their genitals. This is a national issue now that not just some of the fringe lunatic Democrats are talking about, but that all of the Democrats are talking, the most mainstream Democrats are talking about it. The Democrats are up in arms at a national level because the voters in Florida, the majority of Republicans and the majority of Democrats, voted to stop kindergarten teachers from preaching transgenderism to five-year-olds. And you're going to call the Republicans weird? Have you lost your minds? Have you lost your minds? So what what Carville's trying to do, Carville's just a, a hack. He's a very sophisticated hack and a very successful hack. But he's no political philosopher. This guy is a down and dirty, bare knuckle political consultant. And he's trying to get a hold of the narrative for his party because his party, especially looking into 2022, has completely lost the thread. And they are headed, if the polls are to be believed, for electoral disaster. And they can't win for losing. Even on the issues that are kind of gimmies, they keep losing. One of them would be this issue of the masking. I'm taking a flight today. This is going to be my, I'm going up to BU. I'm going to be speaking at Boston University tonight. The topic of my speech is teach the ABCs, not the LGBTs. Uh, It should be fun. I think it's sold out, but there's going to be a standby line. So show up there if the libs pull their usual shenanigans and stage a walkout or something. There might be some empty seats. So uh, you can go check that out this evening. I'm very excited because I'm not going to need to wear a mask on the plane. Every time the stewardess turns away, I usually take my mask down, but now I won't even have to pretend. I can throw that silly, filthy cloth in the trash and not have to think about it anymore. And yet the Democrats are fighting to bring the masks back. Joe Biden is appealing the the court decision that got rid of the CDC mask mandate. And, And now you've got a doctor on MSNBC going even further. She's saying, not only should you wear a mask on the airplanes, but you should bring extra masks and nag everyone around you to put one on too. If people want to stay safe, the best thing they can do, high quality masks, and that when possible, carry some extra masks. I know this sounds crazy, but if you tell someone next to you on a plane, pay a 95 and just say, or surgical mask and just say, I've got an elderly mother at home. I've got a child with cancer at home. Will you please do me a favor? 
having the people at least closest to you in that row protecting yourself and them can be the best safety. So carry some extra masks with you. Carry some rapid tests with you if you're traveling. Please, please, someone in my row, please nag me to put a mask on. I, I, go ahead and make my day. And you hear this doctor is trying to really pull on the heartstrings. She is encouraging people to, whether it's true or not, say that you've got a sick kid or a sick mother to just try to emotionally manipulate people into wearing the mask. But if someone did that to me, I would say, no, I would not do it because my wearing a filthy piece of cloth on an airplane is in no way going to have any effect whatsoever on this woman's sick kid or sick parent or sick puppy or whatever other heart-wrenching excuse she concocts out of thin air. It won't do anything. You, you could, if someone said that to you, you could say, you know, I'm so sorry that you're, you've got this sorrow in your life. I'm so sorry that you're going through these difficult things. My putting filthy cloth on my face on this tin can flying through the sky is not going to change anything about your circumstances. I can pray for you. That will be much more effective than wearing this stupid piece of cloth, but I'm not going to indulge your fact-free neurosis one second longer. You, you see a lot of polls going around now. The, the Associated Press put out a poll yesterday. They said, the majority of Americans actually support the mask mandate on the public transportation. Oh, yes, uh, 52 or 53% support it, and 127% of statistics are totally fake. And, uh, you know, I just don't believe it. I guess that's what it comes down to. I just don't believe that the majority of Americans, certainly not the majority of people who regularly take airplanes and travel, support the mask mandate. You know why? Because I've seen lots of videos when the announcement came out of people in the air and the captain, the pilot says, you can take your masks off. And I don't hear boos and I don't hear cries. I hear the whole plane cheering. And so you, I know that the ruling class, their, their entire argument these days is don't believe your lying eyes, but I'm sorry, I still do. I still trust my gut a lot more than cooked up statistics and the propaganda being pushed out by the corporate establishment press. I just don't buy it. Can't wait to breathe that sweet air of freedom later. This is not, not a winner for Democrats. You know how I know this? Because one of the candidates for governor of Florida, Nikki Freed, who is so low in the polls, it's almost a joke. Ron DeSantis is running away with the Florida gubernatorial race. But Nikki Freed is, is trying to do anything she can to appeal to Florida voters. And she just, just posted on the internet about how happy she is that she no longer needs to wear the mask. Nikki Freed tweeted out, quote, peace out to the TSA mask mandate, but also peace and respect to others, whether wearing a mask or not. And she's sitting there on an airplane without a mask on her face. So she's trying to appeal to, to the common sense. Whatever the AP says, whatever the libs are telling you about their polling, the Democrats in practice don't really believe that people like the mask mandate. That is why they're publicizing how they're not wearing the masks and they respect everybody, but they're really happy that the mandate is gone. It shows you that there's a big gap between reality and the propaganda being pushed out by the Washington Post and, and others. That's, that's all the Democrats have got. 
The Democrats can try, if they, if they want to win, they can try to be the Republican light. They can try to adopt some of the Republican positions, but that's not really going to work because the Republicans are going to be much better Republicans than the Democrats are going to be. And then they can pull some stunts and try to appeal to the, the absolute lowest passions and desires of the people. This is why the same candidate, Nikki Freed, tweeted out yesterday on 420, the national, national Haitian oregano holiday. She tweeted out, a picture of her standing with a bunch of cannabis holding, holding a leaf in her hand. And she says, as governor, I'll legalize weed. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a regular politician. I'm a cool politician. I'm a cool mom. I'll legalize weed. Okay. Well, let's see. Ron DeSantis in Florida gave us a good economy and political rights, and they stopped the perverts from transing the kids. And, and he's just, he's done all these great things, and he's brought business there, and he's, he's kept civil liberties and the traditional way of life. And you are offering me a blunt. Uh, okay. Not a really compelling argument. Shows you how little the Democrats think of their voters, that they think this is a winning message. Now, sometimes when people puff on the old Haitian oregano, they get a little bit hungry. I'm hungry all the time, which is why I love Good Ranchers. Go to goodranchers.com slash Knowles. I have been eating Good Ranchers probably three times a week. I love it. The steaks are phenomenal. The chicken is magnificent. They've got some great seasonings and things on the chicken. Chicken's fabulous. And then my absolute favorite are the burgers. The Wagyu burgers are really, really magnificent. I don't really get how Good Ranchers works because the quality is absolutely top shelf. The prices are extremely low. So you can go in and order this meat, just a one-off, get the box of meat. It's all American, 100% high quality American meat. And then you can inflation-proof your orders. If you subscribe to Good Ranchers, you get your price locked in forever. I don't know how it works, but I think you should take advantage of it while this incredible deal is going on. Prices for beef are only going to get higher as the summer approaches. Your favorite cuts are going to be harder to find. Lock in your price and supply with Good Ranchers right now. Get your $30 discount on prime steaks and better than organic chicken today. GoodRanchers.com slash Knowles. Save on the quality you've been looking for. Good Ranchers takes all the guesswork out of the grocery store, sources everything from local farms right to your door. Use that code Knowles and enjoy your box of 100% American meat and your $30 savings. Combat inflation with Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. You know, when the Daily Wire says they're going to change a culture by creating it, they mean it. We mean it. That's what we're doing here, which is why when Disney was exposed for actively indoctrinating children into their leftist ideology, the Daily Wire announced that we are investing $100 million into creating a platform for children called DW Kids. Not only are we taking on kids' entertainment, we are working around the clock to create content that is purely and simply entertaining. From movies like our upcoming release, Terror on the Prairie with Gina Carano, to comedy shows like Truth Yeller with Adam Carolla, there is no rock staying unturned. And it couldn't be done without your support. If you want to be a part of creating culture, we can all be proud of. Head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use code BUILDTHEFUTURE for 20% off your membership right now. We'll be back with a lot more. Joe Biden is underwater. Florida Democrats are way underwater. Democrats around the country are looking ahead to an absolute Republican tidal wave in 2022 and potentially in 2024, in large part because of this realignment, in large part because nice middle-of-the-road parents who used to vote for Dems are now siding with Republicans. The working class, which used to side with Dems, is increasingly siding with Republicans. You're seeing 
a shift. You're seeing a realignment, call it whatever you will. And because the Democrat politicians are, are just not popular. Joe Biden, not making a strong case for himself. Pete Buttigieg, not making a strong case for himself. Nikki Freed in Florida, not making a strong case. And then we've got my favorite, my absolute favorite, Kamala Harris, who just showed up to give a speech to the Space Force. Kamala Harris has very high-level speechwriters at her disposal. Kamala Harris could make the play right now. Joe Biden is old. He's, it's, it's hard to imagine he's going to run for president again. This is her chance to shine. Kamala, what's the best that you've got to inspire Americans to elect you in 2024 or 2028? Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. I think Kamala Harris has been hanging out with Nikki Freed in that greenhouse with all that Peruvian parsley. She does this all the time. I, I actually have a Kamala Harris bong that I guess is not, unfortunately, it's not at my desk right now, but I, I'll have to spark it up in order to even have a shot at understanding what she's saying. But from what I can gather, what Kamala Harris is saying is, space, man, you know, like you ever think about it, man, like us, but space, you know, man, <laughs> that's the substance of her speech. And there, there's actually a, a serious point to this. The Democrats are talking in platitudes right now and cheap slogans right now because if they actually discuss the substantive political agenda that they've got, they're going to look like creeps and they're going to lose the elections. That's the problem for Democrats. That's why the Democrats are trying to shut up libs of TikTok. If the Democrats and the libs were confident in their message, if they thought that their message was going to win over a majority of the American people, they would love libs of TikTok. I love Media Matters. I love when Media Matters or Right Wing Watch or any of the liberal operative groups clip out parts of my show because then those clips go viral and I think, man, those are great clips. Man, I was totally right there. Boy, I put that pretty well. I think that's going to resonate. Very often when these left-wing operative groups cut out clips of my show to try to get me fired, I retweet them because I think that's good stuff, man. Thanks a lot, publicists. The libs don't do that. The libs try to shut down conservatives who expose what they believe. And so in Kamala Harris's defense, what's she going to say? What's she going to say? She's going to go give a political speech and say, we absolutely must trans the kids. We absolutely need to pump five-year-olds full of cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers. That's our substantive agenda for America. We need to give Vladimir Putin a pipeline so he can invade Ukraine. We need to give a nuclear bomb to Iran. We need to flood the country with millions of illegal aliens. We need to keep your economy shut down. We need to keep you from going to church. We need to, we need to, we need to. Everything that they want to do is unpopular. So truly the best they can muster is, yo man, <coughs> you ever think about space? If I'm your governor, I'll legalize weed, kids. Hang loose, cowabunga. That's all they've got. And it's pathetic and I don't think it's working because the American people are a lot smarter than that. If we can see it, if we can see it. People who are listening to this show right now probably play, pay pretty close attention to politics. You're probably, I'm not just flattering you, you're probably a little bit more 
on the informed voter side of things, you're probably a little more civically minded. But a lot of people just go about their lives and they don't really have time to pay attention to politics. They don't have a particular interest. And so they believe what they are inundated with from Hollywood and from the corporate establishment news media. And what they see on social media, which is now an enforcement wing of the liberal establishment. Google, Facebook, and Twitter control 90% of the flow of information around the internet. So if you're just a casual internet user, what you are seeing is coming through the lens of the left, which is why it's so important that we crack up the left's monopoly on big tech. And that is very possibly going to happen. The, the update on Twitter, the Musk update for today, because you remember Elon Musk bought a big chunk of Twitter then he was offered a board seat, but he turned it down because it would have limited his power. Then he tried to buy Twitter. Then the corporate board issued a poison pill to try to stop Musk from buying to twi Twitter. So it seemed like it was over then. But now Elon Musk has a backup plan, just like he promised us he did. Elon Musk, a few days ago, tweeted out, Love Me Tender. Love Me Tender, name of a great Elvis song. A lot of people didn't know what that meant. But I suspected what that meant was that Elon was going to make a tender offer, which is when you go around the board of directors and you go right to the shareholders in Twitter and you say, to anyone, it could be to an institutional investor, it could be a retail investor like you or me, goes in and says, hey, I'm, I'm willing to offer you 54 bucks and 20 cents per share. You want to sell it to me? And so he doesn't have to deal with the board. Then, just yesterday, Elon Musk tweets out, blank is the night. It's referring to Tender is the Night, a very famous novel and a line from a poem by John Keats. A poem, oddly enough, coincidentally, providentially, intentionally, that uses the word musk in it. So I think it's, it's clear Elon is now going to try to make a tender offer. And, and it's, it's important not just because a, a tender offer would be a way to get around the board and get around the censorship and actually restore some semblance of fairness and freedom to Twitter, but it's important because it, it shows you the whole political strategy right now. The, the libs are focusing on a corrupt, small elite to maintain their power and silence the people. And the conservatives are relying on a billionaire to go directly to the people, to go directly to the shareholders, to try to bring back uh, some semblance of democratic politics. You're seeing it in high finance. You're seeing it in technology. You're seeing it around the country. The realignment is real, folks. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. We'll see you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Clavin Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Vidovsky. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Associate producer, Justine Turley. Audio mixer, Mike Coromina. And hair and makeup by Cherokee Hart. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. Today on The Ben Shapiro Show, the left rushes to Disney's defense as Florida targets the massive corporation's tax breaks. The CDC seeks to reinstate federal travel mask mandates with a legal appeal, and the Biden administration tries to split the baby on drilling. That's today on The Ben Shapiro Show. Give it a listen. Listen.